The wheels are coming off. God's commandments, directives, and precepts, His perfect judgments and insights have been ridiculed and rejected, and the wheels are coming off. Our entire social structure is in a tailspin, and carnaldom has rejected the only remedy. There is no hope for this world, but there is excellent hope for that remnant of individuals who believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, repent and turn from their sins, and embrace the Word of God. Jesus said, John seventeen eight and 9, For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. The world is in a state of confusion. Men's lives are upside down. Evil has become good, and good has become evil. Isaiah chapter 5, 20 and 21, Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight." Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Is your life upside down and filled with confusion? Do you hunger for solutions and deliverance and joy and eternal purpose? Jesus Christ is the only remedy. Make your decision that will last forever today. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Psalms 119, 130, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. God said, Psalms 33, 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Hebrews 11:3, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Man said, The concept that someone called God spoke everything into existence with words is truly laughable. Now the record. The top eight features on God said, man said, had, have over one million visits, and yes, they are important subjects. Today we are publishing feature 658, and what is shocking is that some of the most colossally important features have so few visits, thousands, and not six or seven figures. This two-part series will pull together some of the most amazing information already published on God Said, Man Said, and adding some of the very latest discoveries. Those who begin to harness the glory of this revelation— will access the very heart of God and enter into an amazingly wealthy place where everything works together for their good. This is surely not an exaggeration. It is too big to overstate, too big to even fully verbalize. These two features will consider the marvels of words and light. David Kupelin, in the April 2013 issue of Whistleblower, under the heading of Americans Snapping by the Millions, listed very stark data regarding the mental health of the United States. One-third of the U.S. employees suffer chronic debilitating stress. 
One half of all 18 to 33-year-olds experience levels of stress that keep them awake at night. 75 to 90 percent of visits to see the doctor are stress-related. Stress is now known to play a major role in the, prof- in the progression pardon me, of cancer. The CDC reports 23% of U.S. women take antidepressants. 11% of Americans 12 and up take SSRI antidepressants that are mood-altering drugs with suicide warnings and an alarming correlation with school shootings. Suicide surpasses car crashes as the leading cause of injury and death. 20% of New York City children 6 to 12 have been diagnosed with ADHD, anxiety, depression, or bipolar disorder, end of quotes. In the April 2013 Psychology Today, it reports 14 million U.S. adults suffer from BDP, that stands for Borderline Personality Disorder. 5.7 million U.S. adults have bipolar disorder. In a given year, 2.4 million American adults are diagnosed with schizophrenia. Approximately 6 million U.S. adults experience panic disorders. The following paragraph, published in October 2011 by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Service, reads, Antidepressants were the third most prescription drug taken by Americans of all ages in 2005 through 2008, and the most frequently used by persons aged 18 to 44 years. From 1988 to 1994 through 2005 to 2008, the rate of antidepressant use in the United States among all ages increased nearly 400%, end of quote. Several months ago, God Said Man Said published the latest mental health statistics of Europe, which diagnosed its people 38% mentally ill. Does anyone doubt that the wheels are coming off. There is a solution. His name is Jesus Christ, and he is called the Word of God, Revelation chapter 19. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Everything Made of Words. If God created our beings and all that we see out of words, then there should be proof everywhere of this truth, and there is. The wisdom is one of the greatest secrets of all time. All things, your home, your computer, your car, your body, and the world, etc., are literally framed out of words, God's words. To man, such a concept is bizarre and hard to fathom, but this feature will simply once again prove the veracity of the Holy Word of God. Years ago, I was talking to a man about Jesus Christ. He told me that what I had to offer was just words, as though words were of no consequence. I asked him, What if I can prove to you that all things are created from words? He answered me in a challenging tone, Try it! The following explanation ensued. I asked him how he had arrived at the event we were attending. He said that he had driven up in his car. I told him that I would prove that his auto was a simple compilation of words. I explained. Long before the first car was ever created, A man rode down the road in a horse-drawn buckboard, taking all day to do what takes us just minutes in our modern vehicles. He thought, boy, I'd love to have a horseless carriage. Those were silent words in his head. He went home and grabbed a tablet and pencil 
and wrote down his plan to create a horseless carriage, written words. I asked the man with whom I was speaking what we had so far, and he rightly responded, words. Next, the excited inventor went out into the field and dug up some iron ore, etc., that God had spoken into existence out of that which is invisible with words, processed it into steel, and drove away in the first car his horseless carriage. I asked my friend, what is a car made of? He responded, words. Everything is made of words, God's words. Even when a person becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus, he literally speaks himself into existence. This is his first supernatural act as a son of God. Romans chapter 10 verse 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Medical science in the field of psychology are more and more these days confirming this verse from Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The words which we think, speak, and act upon also have a direct bearing on our physical and mental health. This should be of no surprise when we understand that all things are created out of words. Therefore, even our bodies respond to words. It should be a concern to us that medical research estimates 75% of the typical human's thoughts, words, are negative or counterproductive. What we tell ourselves about ourselves and our lives day after day has a tremendous effect on shaping our reality for good or bad. It is now known that bone marrow, for instance, produces white and red blood cells prolifically when one focuses on happy, positive thoughts, words. When negative, destructive thoughts, words again, are doted upon, the bone marrow's production is inhibited. White blood cells kill disease, and red blood cells bring oxygen and life. We are made out of words. Therefore, the human body, as well as all creation, responds to them. In an article in Newsweek, February 26, 1996, the headline reads, For the obsessed, the mind can fix the brain. About 5 million Americans suffer from something known as obsessive-compulsive disorder. For instance, the compulsion to wash one's hands over and over again, even though they are not dirty. The following is a quote from the article. The most popular treatment for OCD is Prozac or a similar drug. Some 30% of OCD patients do not respond well to medication, though, and if a patient stops the pills, the symptoms return. But last week, Schwartz and four UCLA colleagues reported in archives of general psychiatry that the mind can be at least as powerful as medicine when it comes to remodeling the brain. Behavioral modification, changing the way patients act, and cognitive therapy, changing how they think, can alter the biology of their brains. PET scans of brain activity after therapy show markedly decreased activity in the are-you-sure-the-stove-is-off category. The team has seen hints of this in a 1992 preliminary study, but last week is the first study to report persuasive evidence that, as Schwartz says, the mind can change the brain, end of quote. The following excerpt is from an April 8, 2002 issue of U.S. News & World Report under the heading, Prescription Power. New Mexico last month became the first state to allow psychologists to undergo 450 hours of training 
and write prescriptions for psychotropic medications. Yet some psychologists don't want to prescribe. They cite evidence showing their talking therapy is as effective as drugs. Say David Andanucci, a psychologist at the University of Nevada, Reno, the tools we seek might not be as good as the tools we already have. End of quote. Concerning BDP, Borderline Personality Disorder, Psychology Today in its September-October 2013 issue reports that word therapy outperforms drugs. Borderline Personality Disorder is a condition in which psychotherapy is more effective than drugs. The evidence for drugs in the treatment of BDP is very weak. Continuing with everything made of words. Students of the Word of God know well the story of Noah's Ark. God used the Ark to save Noah, his family, and representatives of all God's earthbound creatures. This Ark, of course, was constructed out of words. The original timber was spoken into existence by God's words. The building instructions were given by God as words, and Noah put the words together. The following paragraph is taken from the October 15, 1999 issue of Jerusalem Post in a feature written by Shlomo Riskin. In the name of the Baal Shem Tov, founder of Hasidism, we find amazing insight into the nature of Noah's Teva by examining its measurements. The length was 300 cubits, the breadth 50 cubits, and the height 30 cubits. When you take the letters formed by the numerical value of each of these, we get Shin, which is 300, Nun, 50, Lamed, 30, spelling the word Aijan, which means language, end of quote. God not only spoke all of creation into existence by his words, he also preserved it in Noah's Ark, whose mathematical dimensions, pardon me, when the letters formed by the numerical values are taken, mean the word language. Since the publishing of the original made-out-of-words issue, new insights into the nature of DNA have been shocking, to say the least. And reading this uh, various reports, the concept of language stands out in dominant form. Of course, if all things are constructed from words, that is precisely what we should expect to see. The following passage from Lee Strobel's new book, The Case for a Creator, reads, The six feet of DNA coiled inside every one of our body's 100 trillion cells contains a four-letter chemical alphabet that spells out precise assembly instructions for all the proteins from which our bodies are made. Cambridge-educated Stephen Meyer demonstrated that no hypothesis has come close to explaining how information got into biological matter by naturalistic means. In other words, evolution. In the same book, references are made to Stephen C. Meyer, Ph.D., who is presently director and senior fellow at the Discovery Institute Center for Science and Culture, as well as professor of the Conceptual Foundations of Science at Palm Beach Atlantic University. He holds a doctorate at Cambridge University. There he analyzed scientific and methodological issues and origins of life biology. His credentials are substantial. Again, researcher Strobel continues. Let's talk about DNA then, I said. You've written about uh, that there's a DNA-to-design argument. What do you mean by that? Meyer removed a pair of gold-rimmed glasses from his shirt pocket and put them on as he began to give his answer. 
Very simply, he said, I mean that the origin of information in DNA, which is necessary for life to begin, is best explained by an intelligent cause rather than any of the types of naturalistic causes that scientists typically use to explain biological phenomena. When you talk about the information in DNA, what exactly do you mean, I asked. We know from our experience that we can convey information with a 26-letter alphabet or 22 or 30 or even just two characters, like the zeros and ones used in binary code and computers. One of the most extraordinary discoveries of the 20th century was that DNA actually stores information, the detailed instructions for assembling proteins in the form of a four-character digital code. The characters happen to be chemicals called adenine, quinine, cytosine, and thymine. Scientists represent them with the letters A, G, C, and T, and that's appropriate because they function as alphabetic characters in the genetic text. Properly arranging these four bases, as they're called, will instruct the cell to build different sequences of amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins. Different arrangements of characters yield different sequences of amino acids. Meyer concluded, DNA is more like a library, he said. The organism accesses the information it needs from DNA so it can build some of its critical components. And the library analogy is better because of its alphabetic nature. In DNA, there are long lines of A, C, G, and Ts that are precisely arranged in order to create protein structure and folding. To build one protein, you typically need 1,200 to 2,000 letters or bases which is a lot of information, end of quote. Dr. K.P. Weiss has a B.A. from the Department of Geophysical Sciences at the University of Chicago and an M.A. and Ph.D. in paleontology from Harvard University. While at Harvard, he studied under the world-famous evolutionist Stephen Jay Gould. Dr. Weiss authored the book Faith, Form, and Time, his book fully endorses the Word of God, including the young earth premise. Wise goes in-depth on the subject of DNA and words. The DNA molecule has hierarchical coding as well. DNA includes a string of four different nucleotides, quinine, cytosine, adenine, and thymine, the building blocks of DNA, analogous to the three building blocks of Morse code, dots, dashes, and gaps. The four nucleotides of DNA are arranged in sequences of three, called codons, to code for the 20 or so amino acids used in living organisms, analogous again to Morse code coding for the 26 letters of the English alphabet. This characteristic of DNA is so much like language that it is commonly called the genetic code, and the name codon is given to the set of three nucleotides that code for a particular amino acid, Wise says. At every level of structure, DNA uses codes. At every level, DNA has parts that are designed to be interchangeable. DNA's information seems to be arranged according to complex rules, and DNA is found within a complex cellular system designed to translate DNA information into a form usable by the cell to create specific structures in the cell's needs and to place them in their proper location in the cell End of quote. All of these characteristics are shared by human languages. 
on several different levels and in the several different ways. DNA has the structure of language. All organisms on earth, from bacteria to animals, uh, protists to plants, algae to fungi, have DNA. Evidence of language is found in all earth's organisms. Since God created all with evidence of his nature, and since God is a communicating God, the language basis of organisms should not come as a surprise to creationists. In fact, it is likely that principles of human linguistics may be helpful in unraveling DNA's language. And since language in our experience is only produced by some communicating intelligence, non-creationists would not expect DNA to be based upon a language. In a multi-page feature in the publication Science, the headline reads, Finally, the book of life and instructions for navigating it. The DNA molecule is a 3.3 billion letter book. DNA has not only been constructed by words, but all of its information is just words. Words, once spoken, are a form of kinetic energy. When these words are God's creative words, they are transformed into that which he has purposed. God said it was words thousands of years before man and his science began to understand the reason why. End of quote. Consider the following excerpt from the October 2013 issue of Discover magazine. The paragraph was found in the feature titled, Life As We Grow It. In many ways, writing DNA code is becoming like writing computer code, but instead of ones and zeros, it is written in A's, C's, T's, and G's, abbreviations for the four interconnecting nucleotides that form DNA's ladder-like structure. This four-letter language of life allows scientists to see inside biological systems and attempt to reprogram them. End of quote. Words. Everything is words. Learning to speak the language, the words of unfeigned faith, is such a marvelous thing. When we become born again, we enter the invisible kingdom of God. Jesus said in Luke seventeen twenty and 21, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. This new life in the invisible kingdom has a totally new language. Speaking this language is imperative because everything is made out of words. The words we speak actually create things. Imagine these short paragraphs in the God Said, Man Said feature, Shocking Truth, Internalized words are converted to light. How do thoughts, silent words, and spoken words turn into light in the body and produce physical results such as health or disease? The following excerpts are from Dr. Don Corbett's book, Deadly Emotions. We can sum up in one word the basic communication link between what we think in the brain and what we experience in the cells of the body Neuropeptides. Now, before your eyes glaze over and you assume that I'm going to assault you with a lot of medical mumbo-jumbo, let me assure you that I'm going to describe the physical process of how emotions turn into disease in very simple terms. Those of you who are physicians or medical researchers may find this explanation oversimplified, but I ask for your patience. Dr. Candace Pert, 
a noted stress researcher, demonstrated that a certain class of our immune cells, the monocytes, have tiny molecules on their surface called neuroreceptors that are a perfect fit for neuropeptides. All of the monocytes have these receptor sites. The brain produces the neuropeptides, which are a chain of amino acids, and conducts them along the nervous cells throughout the body. They are like the keys that fit into the molecular locks of every cell of the body. Dr. Pert has called them bits of brain floating through the body. The brain talks to the immune cells all over the body, and in turn, the immune system cells communicate back to the brain using the messengers called neuropeptides. If your brain interprets physical perceptions as anger, fear, or depression, every immune cell of your body knows that interpretation very quickly, end of quote. Everything is and responds to words. Be careful about the words you entertain. If words are everything, what do you think would be the result of continually being bathed in negative words? Words from the 24-hour news cycle, bad and lustful words from Hollywood and the Internet, etc. The results are different levels of mental and physical trauma and finally an accelerated death. How about this statement in the April 2010 issue of Psychology Today? Evidence shows that prompting people to relive a recent trauma by talking about it or by visualizing the event may actually provoke post-traumatic stress disorder, not prevent it, end of quote. Today's dose of God's word therapy doeth good like a medicine. It will be health to all your flesh. If his words are taken faithfully, they will expand your earthly life expectancy an average of 11% or 4,015 days or 8.58 years. That's using a combined average male-female U.S. life expectancy of 78 years. Click on to the God Said Man Said feature of the power of going to church. Not only a whopping 11% longer, but you'll be sick less often, and if you do get sick, you'll recover quicker. How astounding. The thousands of years before scientific research discovered that attending church more than once a week increased average lifespan by 11%, God's word was already there showing the way. Jesus Christ, the King of glory, states it with clarity in John 10.10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Imagine that this promise even includes eternal life. Suppose the pharmaceutical industry could produce a pill that could extend high-quality life by 4,015 days with the ultimate end being eternal life. How much would that be worth? Unbeknownst to much of the world at large, there is just such a pill. Years ago, a brother coined the word gospels. The magnificent gospel of Jesus Christ is the panacea, the Antidote, even life more abundantly. An article on God Said, Man Said, titled Secrets and Demonstrations of Power Speaking, features a page we call Power Speaking. Keep in mind the glorious power of words mixed with faith, which is described by Jesus in Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Print out this page and keep it handy. 
speaking these promises in rough situations or in a depressed moment will generate miraculous and instant results. It's true, saints. It's really true. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 and 21. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It's true. All true. God said, Psalms 119, 130, the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. God said, Psalms 33, 6, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Hebrews eleven three. through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Man said, the concept that someone called God spoke everything into existence with words is truly laughable. Now you have the record.